sorry. Sorry. Go sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's up, Abby? Hey, man. I'm good. It's just hot and humid. It's fucking roasting. I hate it. I want summer to be done already. (laughs) (laughs) You guys think I'm kidding. I'm 100% (laughs) fucking serious. I'm over summer already. I'm sorry to say you got a little bit longer to go. (laughs) How's Bermuda Day, man? Uh, It's on Friday. All right. Everyone celebrated. Every, everyone celebrates on the 24th, though. Like I said, it's stupid. Because <laughs> the 24th is what we know as Bermuda Day. Like, everyone went to the beach on Sunday. I went to the beach on Sunday. <clears throat> nice. Wait, you went in? You went to the water? No, I didn't. <laughs> it wasn't the best. It was, it was rough. I didn't feel like going swimming. But I'll, I am going to go swimming on Friday. If anybody wants to come to Bermuda, just get a fake Bermuda passport. You can fly for free soon. Really? Actually... They're running. We've got two charter flights coming from Toronto over the next month to get Bermudians back home. Wow. Yeah, one I from, saw this. One from Halifax, one from Toronto. I saw this petition on like Bahamian Facebook and WhatsApp about like how there's Bahamian students that are still stuck in England that were like studying and yeah. they, there's no way for them to get home right now. So the parents are willing to charter a flight to get from London to Bahamas. But they can't arrange it because the government won't open up the, the airport. Even for the charter flight? Yeah. That's ridiculous. So they're appealing to the government. Our to government say, like, our government is organized, so we've had our government had, is not organized. We've had one from England. Might have been two from England actually. I think we've had one from Atlanta. And we've already had, I think, two from Canada. It looks like there's gonna be another two. Well, they're all charter flights. I mean, we have a national carrier, so they're trying to use the national carrier, right? Well, it should make it even easier, you would think. <laughs> you would think, but how many Bahamians, how many Bahamian pilots have ever flown to London? Probably none. That's true. They've only ever flown to Florida and back. What is yeah, going on with this beard, Abby? Oh, dude, it's beautiful. I like it. I've always wanted to grow one, man, and I've just never been in a spot where I, well i've been, well i've always been man enough the beard is clear about that um i've never been uh in a spot where i have to don't have to go into the office for three months right. at a time so i'm usually like have to put a suit up and stuff so pretty happy about that i've enjoyed my beard but if it gets this stays this fucking hot <laughs> might have to go it is really hot right now oh shoot. Yeah. stupid mayweather I picked up one of those portable air conditioners, man. And uh, yeah, for first time in a long time, I had to go traverse through the world of Kijiji. And it's sketchy out there, man. Like, <laughs> holy. Hold some on, weird on. people out there. Wait, 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 wait. Just pause for a second, Eddie. You went to pick something up from somebody else right now? Yeah, dude. Well, I had like the mask and stuff. Because I wasn't going to... So these portable air conditioners... Are like 650 bucks right from costco and i just looked at it and i go nah man can't do it can't do it the brownness in me just was not allowing me <laughs> check that out so i went wow, to Kijiji. You the uh, craigslist killer man yeah well i think i met a couple of them man like they were some weird folks um anyways 
first of all, you have to like message the person through like the website app, which, you know, you've grammar's out the window with this population. And then um, you go there and I didn't realize that interact e-transfers don't work right away. So I'm like keeping my distance. I'm doing all that. Like my bank took half an hour to get the e-transfer in. So I'm just like sitting there like, Oh my God, this I'm done with Kijiji, but at least I got this, <laughs> portable air conditioner which is semi keeping this place cool but yeah man that was that was my weekend i actually i actually went and picked up something from somebody today as well my story is a little worse than yours because uh i forgot my mask at home and i was going to uh to an elderly woman's house to pick up a a wooden box um so you killed her (laughs) she had her mask on and i got there and i apologized and i said i'm sorry i forgot my mask she was like, well, come inside. I was like, no, I won't come inside. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not coming inside. So she wanted to die. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. But then uh, she tried to sell me all these extra things. I was like, I, I just came for the box. Like, I didn't, I didn't come to what, break up a friendship you, with you. What are you doing with a wooden box, Juan? It's going in one of the escape rooms. <laughs> okay. It's what my laptop's resting on right now. You notice the right. camera's, camera's a little higher than normal. All right. All right. Yeah. So I got back in the car, and I was like, I need to disinfect myself. So I keeping some wipes in the car. So I literally, I wiped down the entire box. I wiped down all my arms and I was just like, fuck. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, isn't it safe though to assume that the old lady doesn't, I mean, you know. I felt really bad because it wasn't until I was like, you know, three or four minutes away from my house. I was like, oh fuck, I forgot my mask. But I didn't really want to turn around because everywhere is so far in Bermuda that it was going to be way too far to go back home. No, I'm just saying you were like wiping stuff down afterwards. I'm like, if the old lady had it, I mean, she'd be like zombie level dying. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know who else has been in her house though. She invited me in pretty quick. It's true. That's true. Somebody just like sat on the chair right before you. At, exactly. You don't want to sit down in her house. You were trying to sell me an antique toilet paper dispenser. And I was just like, what am I going to do with this? What, you went there for a wooden box and she was trying to sell Yeah, well, because she was like, oh, you like antique stuff. I was like, well, I mean, I'm, you know, I don't feel any way about antique stuff. This is for a specific purpose. She was like, oh, if you like antique stuff, come look at all this stuff. And she picked up this toilet paper holder. She was like, you know what this is? I was like, not really. You know what this is. It was just like a small little brass tube. I was like, what the fuck is that? I love how she just pointed you out and was like, I know what you want. I know exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Toilet paper dispenser. No, I got out of there as soon as I could. She messaged me later, too, and she was just like, if you want more antique stuff, don't don't hesitate to message me. So this old lady invited you in, slid into your DMs, and you just didn't get it. That's it. That's it. Probably super lonely, that's all. I think super lonely is probably just yeah, not telling Understatement. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah understand. Maybe she wanted to show you her popsicles. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, not with no mask. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Stop. Stop. I'm sorry. You would have done it with a mask? <laughs> wow, okay. He serves his community, man. <laughs> I did meet up with, we were talking about math, and I did meet up with a friend of mine who was a dentist. And, like, how COVID is going to change dentistry was really fascinating to listen to. To the point where you're going to have to, like, the dentists are going to have to wear, like, hazmat suits to be able to work on somebody. Because, like, if you think of everything that to do with dentistry is, like, as soon as you open your mouth, it's all aerosol, right? Where it's, like, everything is in the air. 
and the dentist and the assistants are going to have to like be wearing a hazmat suit because there's like wh what is the percentage what is the chance of like having just a little tiny mask making sure that everything filters out when you're working on somebody if you have a drill in there as soon as that drill or like a suction vacuum or anything is going it's going to throw stuff into the air right so it's like even if you had covid test for everybody it's nuts man i was like holy crap like the number they could have to reduce the number of people in the office they can't sit in the waiting room they would test them for covid and say come back in half an hour it's like it's crazy well dentists are the devil so that's fine <laughs> well there's one way to put it. I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel bad for dentists so, i mean what you're telling me now is you know this situation is going to make their whole thing worse i mean they're already being made fun of by other doctors yeah. Other, other doctors don't think they're real doctors. I think no. they're thinking of chiropractors. That's chiropractors. No, no, it's dentists. Other doctors aren't anything. Yeah, chiropractors aren't anything. Uh, no, they're not anything. But, but dentists, you know, other doctors are making fun of them. You know, they go through all this med school and then they come out and it's not like, you know, you can just go and join a practice and you can just go like, a lot of them have to like start their own thing. So a lot of them get into this huge debt right out of school just trying to like set up a practice just so that they can make money. So now yeah. you're telling me they have to buy more shit. They got to do more shit. So, I mean, did you know that dentists have the highest rate of suicide? Really? Yeah. 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 So that shit's about to increase. You know what I mean? Like that. No. What? No, accountants have no soul. That's yeah. <laughs> no soul. Right. Yeah, it was just, and I was saying, I was saying exactly what you were saying, where it's going to, they're going to have to go into more debt, but it's not, I mean, they're going to pass on the, that cost to the patient, right? Where like your dental fees are going to go up if they're going to have to use more equipment. Like some stuff can be reused, but some stuff has to be disposable. If they're, Amen. they were saying like they went into, so they had a testing for like a mask and where it's like, they went into this chamber and they were wearing like an N95 mask. And if they could taste the bittering agent, then the fail, they failed the test. Like, the mask doesn't fit their face. And if you can taste the agent, that means you would have been affected by COVID. Hmm. And so they did it twice and the first time failed and the second time passed, but that's like a 50% failure rate. Like that's not going to work. Did they, but I mean, I'm not a scientist in any way, shape or form, but oh, like, really? yes, for the test, <laughs> you know, if you, if you put it in their head, like if they start the test off by saying, if you smell this, or if you taste yeah. this, true. They're in your, it's, it's in your head. Like they should have, they must have had to start the test by by not telling them what the test was. I don't know. Basically. You might be right, but it's also and then been like, like, did you taste such and such? Or what I think it's like a really strong. I think it's really strong where you'll be able to taste it right away, and you say, okay, stop the test, kind of thing. But at what at what point is it easier just to have? Because they have these rapid tests, right? And yeah, they're super expensive, but the cost benefit of just being like, okay. We got, we'll test you, and if, you're, if you pass, then we can continue, rather than having right. to put on a hazmat suit on. I asked about that as well, and it's like, still, there's still false negatives out there, right? So it's like, what is oh, the shit. percent chance that you're willing to put up with for a false negative test? And right now, they're only doing life-threatening situations, where if somebody has like some infection that is life-threatening, they will do it. But other than that, they will not see a new patient. Damn. life-threatening dental yeah. situations yeah what, what is, is there is, are we like pirates on the high seas what are life-threatening dental situations like if you get an abscess or an infection that can go into the blood and like it'll go to the blood straight to your brain 
Like like in the castaway. Oh shit. Yeah, you can get an infection in your jaw that couldn't go straight to your brain. Wow. Damn. Jeez. So that's None yeah, that. that is one thing you don't want to mess with. Or it's just like if you try to pain if you have a pain tolerance and they can't mitigate it with painkillers, then you'll have to do something about that too, right? I mean, they were saying too, like, you know, think of people that had like dentures or implants that were red, like ordered and then all of a sudden everything shut down. Oh, There's no. people walking around with no teeth because they were waiting <laughs> for dentures. That sucks, man. I'm going to go after this podcast and start <laughs> flossing my teeth, man. Like, uh, Dude, I've been like brushing my teeth three times a day, flossing all the time. Like, okay, oh, that's no. probably not. not that's, you might be overdoing Who's it. Who's lying? Who's lying? No, man. I have to <laughs> floss more. Seriously. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be standing in a dentist anytime soon, man. Good rough. So nobody's <laughs> going to the dentist anytime no. soon? No. They actually canceled my appointment this week, too, or last week. Yeah, they canceled my appointment, so... Well, you might you knock that shit out yourself, man. You don't. <laughs> I mean, you can pull out your own teeth, I guess. Oh. Home Alone is not popular. I think, I think the last time, the last time I pulled out my own teeth, like, I, I was a child. And my cousins were like, yo, we can do this, we can do this. What do you mean Tied the last fucking, time? How yeah. many times were there? Well, I mean, you know, it's a thing that happens. But uh, the last time... My cousins were like, yo, we can do this. Tied a string to the tooth. Like this door handle, slam the door. <laughs> out of the work. Yeah, it worked. Oh, that, oh, God. It was quick. It was painless. I mean, back then, you know, we also had like milk ass teeth. Them shits just melt out your mouth. That's <laughs> ah, true. But speaking of places where you can't go anytime soon. Where are some places that you traveled to, you know, in the past? Some places that you were hoping to travel to. I'm sure, you know, one, if not all of us, might have had travel plans this year that have now become, you know, null and void. But what are some places that you traveled to? And what what kind of travelers are you? Good question. Um, I I had a big trip planned at the end of the year to go to Southeast Asia. And that pretty much doesn't look like it's going to happen. But um, Did you buy tickets already? No, I, I'm not that type of traveler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. Eh? Two years in advance. Yes. We'll no, I, 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 I am a, I'm a backpacker in every sense of the word. So I don't, uh, I buy very last minute things. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, the Southeast Asia thing. It's just been something that a friend of my friend of mine and we talked about, and we decided we'd do it at the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen now. Go um, party in Korea. I mean, <laughs> do you have? Do you know your geography? I don't think Korea is Southeast Asia. Bro. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's close to Japan. All the this is the guy from close, pretty close. Close to know. Not too far off. <laughs> See, Japan but, is Southeast yeah. Asia, so go ahead. I, I want to go to Japan too. Apparently, Japan's offering fifty percent off to travelers. Like that's going to happen soon. I did read that. Yeah, cool. To try that's and exciting. entice people to go. So I, might end, I might end up going just because it's cheap. <laughs> is it? Hold on, time out. Is it cheap to be in Japan, or is it cheap to to get to Japan? To get to Japan, it's well, it's, it's going to be expensive to get there. Because on the uh, fl- like on the flip side, a friend of mine is with the uh, the police force that's here, and he deals with disasters and whatever else, right? Like he dealt with the the 
the flooding and the tornado and now he's dealing with like COVID-19 and he was just saying like you have to anticipate traveling costs are going to skyrocket in the mm -hmm. next like couple of years because they're going to have to reduce the number of people that are flying on a plane and are they going to have to put plexiglass in between and like this they're flying the same number of flights maybe but there's going to be less people so the gas per person is going to go up and it's just like they're anyway yeah traveling prices are going to skyrocket so i was interesting interesting what you're hearing from japan saying that they might be cheaper but it might be cheaper for people to yeah i think there, it's it, I, well the article that i read was something along more along the lines of once you get there yeah, they, yeah, basically, yeah. they will basically cover half of your trip or they'll have some that deal. would work like if you if you submit your your itinerary to, i have no idea how it would work or it's like they give you a deal on a resort or a place to stay yeah maybe like maybe, oh, yeah, maybe okay. then you're limited to what you can and can't do that would suck yeah right so you can't get like a receipt from like a hooker and be like hey you guys got half um <laughs> no well, who knows i mean that could be part of the culture you have to say yeah. that. <laughs> cultural she tried all that Dude, why would you say that? Some, go to some Thailand. guy, yeah, go to Thailand. You might get some guy did some viral experience. He put a body cam on him, yeah. and then he went partying in uh, Asia, and then it's like all of Asia, Southeast Asia. Uh, I think it was Japan. <laughs> okay, don't know which, which direction. Okay, I, I love that the guy from Philippines. The most hey man, it's in East Asia. Japan and Korea is East Asia. It's close to Southeast Asia, but it's not technically anyways so the guy went partying with hookers and all this other stuff but he looked like the biggest nerd so at first it looks like a boring video but then he's doing all this shit and then he's like puking on his on his body cam right because he's put it on him and he's doing all the stuff with the girls and this thing went like viral i was like this guy's a nasty fucker but he's like look at my trip i was like oh my god yeah. it's wild it's wild swan Ola, that's you brought up that little topic. That's your fault. No, no, but, man. Uh, I did not bring up. I am curious. What type of travelers are you guys? What uh, What do you like to do? Where do you like to stay? Um, how do you like to How do you like to book things? Well, I mean, Nathan. I mean, you 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 can you can finish that up. You know, we know we know that you are a backpacker. You like to plan it, right? You have to pick up the tickets at least right at the end. You know, last minute as possible. I why, why do you why do you go to the places you go? Do you just go to explore? Do you go because you saw something on Instagram that you want to go recreate? No, I um I probably when I was about I was about twenty four, twenty five, I decided that I wanted to to reach a certain amount of countries every time I reached a new decade. So I reached want to reach thirty countries by the time I was thirty, forty by forty, et cetera, et cetera. So I, but I, I sort of set some guidelines for myself. I wanted to make sure it was a place that. I wanted that I wanted to go to not somewhere that I was going to just for the sake of going. Mm. Um, I wanted to, you know, I had to set rules of, as to what constituted a visit. Like, was it, do I have to overnight? Do I have to it just, just flying through count? That's the right thing. Um, I right hey. now I, I, I'm ahead of the game. So I'm, I can be very, you're on track. Oh, I'm well on track. Really? I'm, wow. I'm at 30. I'm at 33 right now. Oh, wow. Um, for you, man. So I, you know, I can be, I can be a little picky. Um, about where I go because I, I know that I'll, I'll reach my goal. So at least I should, assuming everything kind of kind of goes to plan. Um, but once I'm in a place, I, I go. I I I love staying in hostels. So I I like to meet other people and meet travelers, and I kind of just let advice and recommendations guide me on where I go next and within a country cool. where I go see that type of thing. Is there one kind of hostel site for the uh, the whole kind of world? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple. There's a couple. There's a Hostel World is good. Hostel Bookers, 
Um, you can find stuff on booking.com now, but they're not, I don't always like booking.com. And that's a I good mean, way to meet like friends off the bat. In hostels. Absolutely. But how is that going to change now though? You know, I, like, I have no idea. I'm actually terrified the hostels will kind of disappear. Right. Because I mean, people are not going to want to stay in public places with strangers like that. Right. Right. Um, so or I, I'm, actually, cheap. I'm actually, there's yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. You're right. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, that well, that's one thing that terrifies me about traveling now is I don't know what well, the situation yeah. is for hostels anymore. We're all going into unwritten territory, new territory. Yeah. And also, I was getting older, so I didn't. I was, I was starting to get worried about being the old creepy guy at a hostel. <laughs> uh, the guy, hey, guys, want I, I used to talk about that guy. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. What about uh, what about you, Fuzzy? Kind of travel. Uh, kind of travel. Yeah. To be honest, I need to travel more for sure. The last big trip I took was not even a real trip for myself. It was a destination wedding, but it was in Jamaica, so I had fun. But besides that, I need to travel more. So I'll also move on to the next person. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to book my trip soon. All right, you you get to pick who the next person is then. Nope. Oh, wow. He's really scared. He's really scared. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Mikey, you're up then. He's really scared. I'm trying to think. The last trip I went on was I went to uh, yeah, I went to Europe for a wedding last summer, two summers ago. Oh, so you're a wedding traveler too? Come on, man. I mean, <laughs> wedding traveler. Oh, this guy, he's just a wedding traveler. That's a category. Usually, I mean, yes. That's a good, I mean, it's a good, uh, good excuse to go to Amsterdam and Paris and whatever right, else. Right, right. Yeah. I had a friend getting married in Amsterdam, or not in Amsterdam. We had the party in Amsterdam, and then the, the actual wedding was somewhere else. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, I've traveled for, like, theater festivals and all kind of stuff, man. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not, I travel more to meet up with people that I've known through my life rather than, like, what Swan is doing, just packing, backpacking to explore. Mm. I've always gone somewhere to visit somebody I know rather Dude's than reconnect. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. That's good. So, so yeah, that's I've interesting. Done, yeah. Yeah. So I like, you know, I've gone to Vancouver and Europe and France and Germany and stuff like that. And it's always been with somebody I know. So, right. yeah. Hmm. I'd have to ask Swan, what's the worst experience you had in the hostel? Like the biggest negative that you ever encountered? Oof. Um, <laughs> there's a, I mean, there's a couple that stand out. Uh, the worst, though, would probably have to be I was in Brisbane, Australia, and uh, there was a couple in the bunk beneath me that decided to have a have a good time, <laughs> and I was I was in the bunk right on top of them. Whoa, is that and bad though? It was super awkward because I don't know I don't know if, I don't know if they knew I was there, so I was. It was really bizarre. Like it was. So what kind of bunk are you talking about? How do they not know you're there? I don't know. But it was I like I was it was the strangest like I didn't know if to if to sort of just get up and be like, I'll let you guys go at it, or if I should just act like I wasn't act like I wasn't there and just pretend I was asleep. Like I didn't know. Why didn't you just peek your head over the edge and be like, hmm? <laughs> I did. I did try. And, I did try and peek just to see if it was actually oh! what I thought it was. But I, didn't, I didn't see anything. I didn't, but I did. Obviously, yeah, yeah, okay, obviously sure, when you sure. first hear it, like I woke sure, up and I heard sure. stuff going on, I was just like, "What the fuck is that?" So like I peeked over and I was. So I tried to see. But hold on, what time was this at? Little context. Uh, 
Oh God, good question. I want to. <laughs> no, that's say, hard. That's I wanna, hard. I want to say like it was. Yeah. It was nighttime. Like it was definitely nighttime. Uh, okay. Okay. Like, so maybe, at least they're trying to be a little respectful. Maybe like midnight. Maybe just past midnight. Actually, it might have been earlier. <laughs> Brisbane sucked. I did not like Brisbane. So I, was, I, remember, I remember calling it quits on the day really early. Like, I was just like, fuck this, I'm out. But because I was only in Brisbane for, I think, a night or two. So I wasn't there for long. So, what you, you count your, uh, your guideline rule as one night or? Well, Brisbane, I, I mean, I'm not counting cities, I'm just doing countries. But well, what's my, your guideline? My, my guideline rules are it's either, it either has to be an overnight um, or. If I'm not there for a night and I want to still count the country, I have to have at least done something culturally significant for at least an hour in that country. So, for instance, when I when I went to Sweden, I didn't overnight. I went to Malmo in Sweden and I went to a museum for two hours. So I could. So I, in my opinion, cool. in my opinion, I have visited Sweden because at least I took in the culture a little bit and learned something about you the didn't, culture and that type of thing. And you didn't like sit in the airport for two hours. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for, for it to count for me, it either has to be overnight or I have to do something culturally significant for at least an hour. And those are my guidelines for something to count. I like that. Cool. Yeah. What about, uh, what about you, Jen? You're quiet over there. Yeah, man. I just travel to, you know, for the adventure and things, man. <laughs> <laughs> meet new people, get them experiences, and you know, just have a good you time. You stay hostel, you, know you stay like meet. high end hotels. What, 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 you know, what do you do? You know, I, you know, I'm fortunate enough to stay in some nice places. So, oh, so I'm not fortunate enough, Chan. I said, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yo, put some so, diamond so, earrings in your guys' Asian guy there. I'll just can I just I'll clarify I stay in hostels because I choose to not <laughs> right 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 what are you saying Jen? <laughs> on that same point you know like if you are going to Japan one of the travel hacks is is that uh so you know in Japan they actually have these things called sex hotels <laughs> and I didn't know that Chan but apparently you do so Basically, you can essentially, therefore, renting a room by hour or by night, and you literally get like a whole room to basically, well, do the beating. Oh. But basically, a lot of people, what a lot of people do, a lot of solo travelers do, is that they get these rooms because they're super cheap and just sleep in them, like a hotel. Because you get a bathroom, you get, instead of staying like in a capsule hotel where, like, you know, you have to right. share a bunch of stuff or sleep in a cube. You can pay for a sex hotel and literally get the entire room for the night. Sleeping on that semen, you'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> you're not even sleeping. You're like swimming in it, floating in it. Okay. Dude, and Chan, you definitely seen that viral video I was talking about, about that sex tourism guy with that little body cam thing. You I, I've seen it. And you should have spoke right? up, man. Where's this? <laughs> no, no, but that's, that's a good point, though. I mean, that's, uh, that's an economical like you said, it's a hack, you know, in a way to get a cheaper stay. You know, if you're not there for the sex tourism, I'm going to say bucks. the opposite was uh, I stayed in a hostel in the red light district, which was probably, in hindsight, probably not the best idea. <laughs> was that Amsterdam? Yeah, that was in Amsterdam in the red light district. And One we of my other on. terrible hostels <laughs> in Amsterdam. Yeah, well, that like, was, I mean, it was, it was, it uh, was, a life experience and fun at oh. the time, but I don't think I would ever do that again. Okay. <laughs> Did you I mean, do that on purpose? Like you booked it there on purpose? I didn't, book, it was I, didn't, 
it was a bunch of guys and it was a bachelor party. And All right, I right. didn't book anything. <laughs> I didn't book anything. It was definitely on purpose, it seems like, though. Yeah, yeah. But why does it seem you guys have all these, like, scary stories when it comes to hostels and sex? Like, Who said it's a scary story? Just I accept it. I agree. <laughs> you, just, you just told us it was terrible. You sent these people downstairs getting your thing off. super off. weird. Right. But, no, I asked him specifically what was his worst experiences, yeah. but then at the yeah. flip side, you got to ask him specifically what his best experiences were. Right, but he's saying these are the worst experiences, though. Yeah, yeah. Right, because he, I was asked what my worst experiences were. I've stayed – I so I did a tally the other day. I've stayed in over 50 hostels in my lifetime. Damn. So, yeah, there's going to be an experience that sticks out oh. out of 50-plus hostels. Yeah, there's going to be one that I'm like, no, nah, I didn't really like that one, obviously. You definitely caught something, man. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Abby? You stayed at any hostels? Did you catch anything? <laughs> I did not catch anything. Uh, did stay in a couple of hostels when I went down to Nicaragua. Um, oh. Yeah, but you know what? So you can get, like, an entire room to yourself, too. Yeah, right? like you can, hostels have changed a lot in the last yeah. 10 years. Exactly. Years. It's, it's basically just hotels now. Like, Is that generally what share. you want to do? Yeah, get, like, a hostel room for yourself or share well, it with I mean, I, 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 them? I tend to do public rooms because... A, you meet people. B, they're cheaper. Um, you yeah. can, but most hostels do have a private room option where you can buy, you can get the private room, and it's just it's basically just a hotel room. Some of them you still share a bathroom, but at least you at least get your own bed and your own space in, in the bedroom. Yeah, it's a what great kind way of to people meet people. Do you usually meet though. Sorry. On what average. kind of people do you usually meet? Uh, like-minded travelers is the way I like to describe them. Um, people that are you know adventurous, want to explore. Uh, willing to try new things, um, open-minded. Open-minded. It's a great place. Yeah, well, yeah. Great place. <laughs> Some of the people I've met in hostels, um, I met them for all of, what, two or three days, if that. And some of them are some of my closest friends in the world. Really? Have yeah. you met any lovers? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Oh, <laughs> okay. Hey, man, it's always a possibility meeting people in these places. Yo, yeah, you never yo, know. You travel to 50 hostels, man. He's going to have a story. <laughs> 50 <laughs> stories. I think, or I, more. Think was, I think it was like 51. I think it was like 51. Today. So, yeah, he definitely caught some. 51 or so. Yeah. Uh, I thought early Rona. What about you? Hold on. What about you, man? You're asking everyone. What about you? Oh, that's Can you travel? That Nigerian passport? Uh, <laughs> actually, maybe you should sit the fuck down because I got one of these cool blue Canadians. So better get the fucking you cool blues. Okay. Don't, don't fuck with that shit, yo. I got Wait, are you sure? I got that. I'm sorry, passport. It's nice. Get Wait, you, when did you get door. that? <laughs> when did you get that, man? Oh, yeah. Ben had that. Don't worry about me. He don't have. That. He don't have. He don't. Yes, have I that. do, man. I a piece of paper don't worry paper. about it oh, I, I need to do. see a copy of that no, don't worry that's amazing that. man that's awesome it's all lies Abby. but, don't but to it. your to your question Abby, uh for me i think it's uh, a more uh I'm, I'm more an architectural traveler it's mm-hmm. that usually wherever i'm going there has to be a building a group of buildings a number of buildings that are sort of driving the reason why why I'm heading there for the most part. So, you know, end up traveling places, going on road trips when I get there, just to, you know, it's kind of like pilgrimage, just to see buildings. And it's interesting because 
you know, it's part of what I do as, uh, you know, as my profession, but also it allows you to run into people, meet people, you know, and it takes you to places sometimes that you wouldn't have normally gone to if you just went to visit certain countries. How does it force you to meet people? It forces you to meet people because when you're searching for buildings, especially even in an urban environment, you know, sometimes this, this building is, you know, up this street, around that corner, over there, and you might not speak the language, you might not know, you know, the context. So you need to ask mm. somebody, you need to talk to people, you need to engage with the culture of that place just to even find this building. And then when you're there at this building, all the other people are there interacting with you. Maybe it's a hotel, maybe it's a restaurant, you know, maybe it's somebody's house. But again, you're going to run into people. You're going to have to speak with people. You're going to have to interact with people. So it's a constant medium of communication in a way, at least for me. So what's the, the top three countries or places with, uh, you know, these kind of structures that you'd like to, or have already visited? Um, I went to um, Switzerland. The road trip through Switzerland went through Basel, Zurich, a couple of other smaller towns, and saw some really beautiful buildings. There's this amazing spa up in the mountains. And, Wait a uh, minute, is one of these spas where you get whipped by those leaves or something? No, it's not. It's Russian, but <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: Basel, Basel did surprise me. I went to Basel as well. I was quite surprised by Basel. Right? Yeah, you know, I, I, I had a good time in Basel. Yeah, you know, they're, uh, like Swan said, they're mad museums there, beautiful buildings. But, uh, you know, driving up into the Alps, like, that was, that was one of the, you know, scarier drives. Like, I was driving, and people in the car were, like, screaming, holding the car, and they're like, don't get the cars! <laughs> you're, you're winding up this road, and it's just, like, a sheer drop. And every turn, people are just, like, screaming, <laughs> and you just keep going higher and higher and higher, all these fucking turns. And if you were kind of the person that got scared easily, I don't know, you, you do the first turn and you get up there and you're just like, nope, the end. And you just park there. <laughs> Getting up there was fun. It was amazing. But the buildings that you got to see up there, you know, some of them were by, you know, these little like uh, recluse type architects that hide up in the mountains. And they build these projects hidden up there. And you got to like scout and run around and talk to locals to find where you're going. So it's, it's interesting. Well, why are they so special? Just because of the location and the surroundings or? The location and just the quality of the architecture. Like like this one spa, Bowles Thermae, if you go up there, you know, it's, it's a spa like I've never seen. I mean, I'm not even a spa guy, right? But this spa, you walk into this place and the way that it's designed, the way that it's sort of, you know, interacts with you the way the light plays in that building you, know, you walk into one pool and so you walk into the building and you walk down these steps and the whole building is just water up to kind of like your stomach height uh-huh. and you're just waiting in this and the light's coming in in all these interesting and intricate ways and you walk into one room door closes behind you and it's this complete copper room and the smell of copper is in the air and all of a sudden everything starts getting hot and that's like the hot room. And that room gets super hot in this room and then you know, you come out of that room and there's another tank somewhere and it's like a room just for smells and it just smells like flower blossoms. But the whole time you're just submerged half of your body deep in water moving through this kind of almost subterranean grotto. It's really interesting. Uh, how, did you find, how did you find this place? That's, again, that's all I do is I look for a hunt. That's what I mean. Hunt, like, hunt for architectural buildings. <laughs> hunt that's for what buildings. I mean. Like, what, what, how, what resources would you use to try and hunt for this kind of thing? Um, like, I've never even... Uh, okay, so I would say one is uh, websites like Art Daily, 
basically everyday feedback loops on architecture all over the world. You can find interesting buildings and interesting places. And, you know, <clears throat> if there is somewhere that you're keen on going to, you can see, you know, what are the different buildings in that place. And for me also, it's part of, you know, some of these architects, you know, they're, you know, architects that I like their work. And some of them happen to only have worked in certain places in the world. So that also fosters traveling to places that I might not have thought to travel to. Mm. Interesting. Where was the next place that was on your list? The next place that was on my list is it's a little close to uh, Swans. It was uh, Japan. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you meant close to like where I live. No, not close to where you live. When you said Japan, I was like, you know where I live? <laughs> no, but uh, no, it was Japan. Cause, um, you know, Japan is just a smorgasbord of all kinds of architecture. And so, they, so they have like the most expensive square foot, like kind of pricing for housing or whatever? Okay, that is expensive, but. I'm going to be Hong Kong or something. Bermuda man. takes that just because we take all the most. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if they have that, but they do have like some of the smallest and most, you know, mm. intricate little houses. Because, you know, in, in terms of finding land in that sort of urban context, like cities like Tokyo, there isn't that much land anymore. Everything is sort of so dense and packed. And then people end up getting lost in like weird shaped and weird angle because that's all that's left. And people end up building like really cool and interesting things like Kowloon city boy like Kowloon, i mean it's not the time but yes like Kowloon city uh, do you guys that's know about Kowloon city the trash that you travel for architecture i like that that's 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 interesting yeah no it's uh it's been fun it's been rewarding at least so far i don't get uh to run into um, as many people as you do, I imagine. Probably because your girlfriend is smacking you around, telling you where to go. Yeah, I will say that. <laughs> is Full disclosure. With people. Yeah, but, but but here's but here's the thing though. She's also an architect, so it you know right. it, it works. It, it works. No, I, I will say staying in hostels. Like I've traveled with friends as well, and stayed in hostels. And it's different when you're traveling with people because you are less inclined to meet other people because you already have a group of people around to talk. Yeah. Most of the people mm-hmm. I've met in hostels are just out of sheer necessity to talk to somebody. They're just right, like, yeah. I'll talk to you. You're next to me. Um, so, yeah, no, I, it's definitely a different experience if you travel with people and stay in hostels. It takes a special breed, Swan. Like, like what you do, I yeah, admire. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't I know if many people, myself included, can do it. Genuinely did not think I could ever do it until I started doing it. I remember the, the first hostel I stayed at was in um, Adelaide, Australia, and I hated it. I stayed there for one night and I absolutely hated it. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And I had planned to be on the go for about two or three months at that time. And so I had two or three months ahead of me of hostels. And I, the first night I was just like, this, this is what it's going to be like that I'm in for. I'm not going to enjoy this at all. Um, but no, you get used to it. Like you learn, you learn different little tips and tricks of how to, how to navigate your way through hostel life and like, you know, stuff that can help, help it be a little easier on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine so it's you, like cold calling, but to the, to the nth degree, like to go up to somebody that you're sharing a living space with and be like, Hey man, you want to go grab a beer or something that you've so, never met? So that's that the first nuts. thing that you, that's the first thing that you learn. Well, not the first thing, but that's one of the first sort of skills that you realize is that everybody else is in the exact same situation as you. 
It took me it took me like a solid week of staying hostels to realize that that I'm not the only one that's there by myself and doesn't know anybody. It doesn't know where we are, where we're going. Everybody else is in the exact same spot. So yeah, yeah. You're, you you start to lose that sort of self awareness of. I don't want to be that weirdo that goes up and talks to a stranger and says, Hey, do you want to go grab a meal? Right. But chances are that stranger is looking at you thinking the exact same thing. I wonder if, wonder if they just want to have a meal together. Like <laughs> that's, that's, that's interesting. So you lose that shyness, right? You lose that, you know, maybe even gain but a little bit of confidence. You know? But that's where, that's why I say that some of the people I've met in hostels and while I've been traveling have become some of my best friends because you immediately strip away that level of shyness because it's mm-hmm. just, you're both as, you know, you're as, um, vulnerable you're as vulnerable as you can get you're in a strange place or surrounded by strange people you don't know where you are where you're going what you're doing so you're both in this together so like it you 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 start from a much higher level of 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 being comfortable with each other because Mm -hmm. no other choice um so yeah so so, like i said they become some of my best friends so what's the first rule of living in hostels that you were you didn't mention um (laughs) there's a couple ones uh Big one is bottom bunks are gold, absolute gold. You can trade, you can barter with bottom bunks if you want to. Top bunks suck. I know as a kid you wanted the top bunk, you don't want in a hostel. Bottom <laughs> bunks are amazing. And first thing I do when I get in a hostel, literally the first thing I do when I get into a hostel room, um, and this is every time now, search for outlets. Oh. Immediately scan for outlets because mm-hmm. most hostels are very, they're just, they're, you know, they Generally, they're like a building that's sort of been split up into a bunch of different dorms. So they didn't really, it wasn't planned to be a hostel. Right. So you'll find some rooms that just have like, literally just have two outlet plugs for 10 beds. Oh, shit. And you're like, you're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to have to fight somebody to charge my phone. Oh, they're building that splitter. The littlest so the first, literally the <laughs> first thing I do is try and find the outlets and get my stuff plugged in immediately. Hmm. Um yeah and obviously if i get a bottom bunk then all the better but i do i dislike hostels that assign you beds that's one of my big pet peeves because i like that battle because i like that game where oh. i'm the knowledgeable hostel guy and maybe there's somebody who's not and they walk in and they take a top bunk and i can be like ha i got you sucker <laughs> wow <laughs> dark side of hostels <laughs> Oh, what's the remember? what's the age limit? What's the age limit on hostels in your experience? So is Abby too old to start I doing hostels? Well, it's talking about like families, old. whole I, big babies. I remember staying at a hostel in Australia, in Mission Beach, tiny little beach town on the east coast, and there was a lady staying there. She was like eighty-five. <laughs> but the reason she was doing it was because her husband had passed away like the year before. Yeah. Oh, uh, and when they were twenty or something, they had backpacked around Australia. Oh, uh, so context. She was, she was like redoing, reliving what they had oh, done. Okay. So, so I, it was I, sweet. I, it was she sweet. was definitely. Oh yeah, she was definitely the oldest, and by a good way that I've seen that I've that I've come across in a hospital. I've I've seen, I've seen up to like 50, 45, 50. But okay. more often than not, you're looking at between the ages of 18 and 30. Yeah. Yeah. So you got time. You got time, Abby. Yeah, you do. All right. All I right. still don't feel like the oldest person when I'm in hostels. I, I want to go to the, the – I want to go back to the point of meeting people with these hostels. I like, I like how you said, Swan, that, you know, it strips away the shyness. Uh, it makes you – you kind of – you notice at the same time that, hey, I'm in the same position as this person, you know, let's make this work. You know? So I'm, I'm interested in – meeting people it's like have you ever walked into a hostel and you know 
you locked eyes with somebody and you're kind of like, oh, I, mean, I want to get a meal, but it might, be, it might be something else I want to get. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 By yourself, you come across something that looks someone that looks nice. You're like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's, let's <laughs> if and see if we can travel for a couple of days together. Of course. Okay. A couple right, of days. Okay. So nice. yeah, because well, like I said, I don't travel with with many plans. I travel with yeah. as few plans as possible. So okay. I never really know where I'm going okay. next. So for, further to that point, and we're like, let's continue on. Then we can. Oh. Yeah. Further to this point, you see somebody you lock eyes with. Right. And, and maybe, you know, in that moment, because of this, we'll, we'll call it um, very special circumstance of the hostel, you know, the hostel bubble, you know, you lock eyes with this person, and there's something there, and there might not be the person that, you know, or the kind of person that you usually like, oh, yeah, that's a child, that's the thing I go, you know, and in that moment, you're kind of like, you know, I'm in a foreign country, what, all, like all these, them? yeah, there are all these factors, and you're just like, you know what, let me see where this goes, you know, because, yeah. You know, does it offer you I, that notion I, of kind of, you know... I will say you do have to, as as a male traveler, mm-hmm. um, at least, maybe not everybody's like this, but I am, there has to be a certain level of awareness that for female travelers, especially female single travelers, it's a very different experience than what I'm describing. Because there is mm-hmm. the worry that somebody, that's, that, a, that, a, that a man's going to take advantage of them or, right. or, or, or overpower them in some way, that sort of thing. Um, right. So I, I do try and stay very reserved when I first meet girls in hostels because I don't want to. I don't want them to feel uncomfortable or uneasy right. because overpowered by the reality, you reality is that yeah, <laughs> the reality is that a lot of girls don't feel very comfortable in hostels, and that's right. unfortunate because there's so many great things about hostels that that they could experience. So I, you know, being drawn to somebody and, and immediately thinking, let's let's do this. I try, I try my best to not do that because that's just, that's not fair to them. If well, well not yeah. let's do this, but, you know, I'd like to explore this further. Like, you know, oh, I want to, you know, have a conversation because I want to. Oh, obviously, you get, obviously, there's some people that you look at, you're like, you, you look interesting more than anything else. Not, not even, not even necessarily an attraction, but just mm-hmm. look like you, you look, you look interesting. You look like you've got a story to tell or don't know right. why you know what what are you where have you been what have, what have you been doing that sort of thing and yeah absolutely you you find those people and you say hey you know let's let's get a bottle of wine and, and get drunk right so, <laughs> so, so no that's great that, that's that's great that's a great analogy i mean so my thing is i guess you know way although that it, does sound pretty creepy now let's say it like that let's get a bottle okay of okay, okay. <laughs> but you know i guess my you know what i'm trying to ask is does it open you up in a way that you might not have been open to before you know might might I will say I will say that one of the toughest things about traveling and I hate I hate to keep saying this because I don't I don't feel like I travel any better than anybody else or anything like that but traveling the way that I do he does um, does. traveling the way that I do one of the toughest things about it is when you get back home to a to a normal life because I remember when I first got back from Australia and I'd been in Australia for 11 months traveling consistently pretty much for that 11 months um i remember sitting down at a bar in bermuda and there was a girl next to me and i just struck up a conversation because i was just like hey you know what's up where you been what are you what are you, what are you up to and she had this this there was there was a wall right she had mm-hmm. this wall up because mm-hmm. here's this strange guy next to her talking to her and i wasn't prepared for that wall because i'd been surrounded by people for 11 months that said that, that wall's gone exactly um so i find that small talk 
is very different when you're not in the hostel. It's, it's right. tough to adjust to how people view small talk and how small talk gets accepted um, mm. when you're not in the hostel. Because small talk in a hostel is a necessity. You have to ask people, where are you from? Where have you right. been? Um, whereas if I, you know, mm. random stranger in Bermuda asks, where are you from? They're like, why the fuck do you want to know? Mm. <laughs> I had to ask you. You didn't meet any guy like that uh, Mascuzzi guy from Euro Trip or anything, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You come across oh, some weirdos. Wow. Yeah, you come across some weirdos, but by and large, nah, everybody's pretty cool. That's good, at least. By and large, everybody's pretty cool. Uh, it seemed like that way. Um, I was playing basketball at the YMCA here, and then I made friends with one person, and that guy was a, a backpacker. It's kind of exactly like Swan, but uh, he's – he was a really cool and nice person, though. And then he was like, Wait, was "Swan is not a cool and nice person." Yeah, no, yeah. I said he's exactly <laughs> like Swan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said he's like Swan. Anyway, like so he was a really cool. And nice <laughs> but like, he was a. Uh, I was telling him about my trips, and he was telling me I needed to go on a backpacking trip by myself just to mm. meet people. And I kind of thought he was crazy, but definitely after a while, like you get to know the person more and this guy's more open. He's made friends with everyone. He's, you know, he's generally nice and positive and cool or whatever. So I'm like, it, it opens your mind up to doing something like that. Cause I've never mm-hmm. done anything like that. It, it took me entirely out of my comfort zone, but I learned, I found, I found a new comfort zone. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, I almost feel like I have two different lives. Like there's backpacker swan and there's regular life swan. And I, mm-hmm. I immediately, when I go backpacking, I actually feel very comfortable now in those situations. I feel very comfortable not knowing where I'm going, what I'm doing. Whereas before, I never felt that comfortable. I used to hate not knowing things. Right. Um, but now I, I feel there's a, there's a certain level of comfort in the unknown now, which is which is quite nice. I feel if people visit or people get all together, if you know someone's visiting, you have more of an obligation to show them a better time. So, like, that factors in because if I know someone's from here and they're at a bar, you really won't talk to them. But I was at a bar one time and these people were like, we're from Europe and all this stuff. And you feel more of an obligation to have fun or maybe get them a drink or show them what it's like. Yeah, show them your home and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel like an ambassador. Like, yeah, I mean, in, in a, I guess in a way you are, though. I mean, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got to show like, them a good time, you know. You know but, I, but I feel like that's a, that's a good thing, though. It's a good human trait that, you know, you meet strangers, you, you want to show them a good time. You want to sort of show off where you're from. You want to make them feel that, hey, look, you know, you were right to come and visit this place. Yeah. Wow, very true. The, 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 only, the only problem with backpackers is you, or hostels is you often don't meet a lot of people from the country that you are in. Mm-hmm. You meet a lot of people from other countries, which is great in its own right. But if you're trying to learn a lot about the culture of the country you're in, you're going to have to go out and meet other people. <laughs> um, but uh, a, yeah. I mean, that's a good excuse to make that relationship and visit them somewhere else too. right? Yeah. Well, that's what I've done. Um, I've, I've traveled with a lot of, a lot of people I've met in hostels I've traveled with since then and other to other places. Um, a girl I met actually in mission beach in that same hostel, a girl I met there, she's from Luxembourg. Um, mm-hmm. I've met up with her twice now since then to go traveling. Yeah. Um, a girl from New Zealand I'm hoping to meet up with when I go to Southeast Asia. I was hoping to meet up with her again. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. International. I tell you, man, hostels are, hostels are amazing. I will sing hostels praises my entire life. 
Just not yeah. the just not the one I, in the red line. Just not I, the one. I, the, I do, I do the remember. One Amsterdam wasn't bad, but it was a bad experience. I, I do remember one, one story. One story. It's not quite like your Amsterdam story or your Australia story. I do remember one story though. Visiting, searching for buildings. I do remember um, in Barcelona, traveling alone at the time. You know, we'd just been to uh, the Sagrada Familia. I was like super excited. You know, I just wanted to you know find some other gems in the city. And here's the, the weirdest thing is everywhere that I go, I'm not sure what it is, but it's almost as soon as I get to a city, I, I, I can count on it within the first like day, I'm going to run into another architect. They're like cockroaches. You know, as soon as they smell one, they just pop out. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, so the weirdest thing was, you know, so, you know, I'm taking a break, go to a restaurant. You were, you were at Sagrada Familia. Of course you're going to come across other architects. Yeah, but, but then I left. I left, right? I'm taking a break. I'm at a restaurant, you know, I'm getting something to eat, you know. And the hostess at the restaurant starts, you know, talking to me. And I'm talking to her. And she's like, oh, yeah, what do you do? And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just having a job right now. You know, this is my, you know, you know I'm just, uh, this is just like a temporary job for me. I'm like, okay, you know, this is cool. And she's like, hey, you know, I'm an architect. And I was like, what? And I was like, okay can't be happening again but again you know it turned into this thing where we started talking about architecture you know one thing led to another she said oh yeah you know i'm actually working on this side project with a couple of my friends across from the sagrada familia so then she had keys to this project you know one thing led to another we ended up on a job site and you know for non-architects that's like a aphrodisiac basically at this point are you, you know? saying that something happened at this job site all I'm saying is the cigar is familiar. <laughs> nice at night. Right, it might have been a familia started at the cigar. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I would say this cigar familiar. I was shocked at the other side of it. And if you've been there, you know there's the side that Gaudi did, and then there's the side that they are trying to do to almost mimic as his style. And it is so stark the difference between his side that he finished. And the side that they are now trying to complete. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's also like the the material, right? You know, they have like none of it has any patina. It's crazy how how good Gaudi was at what he did. Yeah, yeah, it um, But yeah. you know, hey, look, would you would you rather finish the building in two years or just continuously build it for the next fifty years and have it draw people to your country? I don't know. It's a good question. Did he ever get to? Did he ever get to? revel in his success no he got knocked down by a car or a streetcar or something right like he, that's how he died what? yeah i mean he was he was nice at that point though but he was just like he was just getting to enjoy it and then yeah he was, he was just getting to enjoy it and he got knocked down in the middle of the street yo barcelona's <laughs> crazy all right <laughs> well it's like the highest unemployment rate or something barcelona's in the world crazy. right there's well, a few places dude. that i've been that like you get there and like you immediately just feel this energy and Barcelona was one of those places. As soon as I got into the city, there was just this energy about the city that you were like, "Yo, something crazy gonna happen tonight." It's yeah. ba- Barcelona. Yeah, you gotta I, do I, ended up at a, I ended up at an absinthe bar. I, wow, it was crazy. Oh man, big night. I ended up at an absinthe yeah. bar. Yeah, oh, I met up with some met up with some people that I'd met in Australia. Uh, that sounds like a Sagrada Familia night. That sounds that was a drunken night, bro. Tell you what. Jeez. I had absinthe actually every night that I was in Barcelona. I drank absinthe. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I was there for three nights. I ended up with a whole bottle of it that I carried with me to, where did I go next? To Ronda. No, sorry, to um, 
Granada I went to after Barcelona. I had a whole bottle of absence with me. I was like, what am I doing carrying this in my bag? <laughs> a friend of mine, yeah, speaking of Barcelona, like a friend of mine did the El Camino, like the whole like Portuguese, Spain, El Camino thing. Yeah. And I've been very interested in doing that. But I mean, his, his horror Portugal, stories. Of, Portugal was awesome. Portugal. His horror stories of like chafing have me a little uh, second guessing Chafe? myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole like hiking, chafing, you got to put baby powder down there just to make sure it doesn't rub too much. Yeah, that was his like horror stories coming what back from. Rub? What you think, man? Uh, no. Just no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to think about this. No. <laughs> All right. So, so speaking about this connection and meeting people and getting to know people, I, I imagine in your travels, have any of you ever run across, we'll say, someone who just completely was traveling to meet people, just didn't want to, just didn't want to really communicate or even get in touch with people. Like they just were there doing their own thing. We'll call it a negative Nelly. Yeah, I've been that person. You've been that person. Once or twice. From all the stories you're telling, you're that guy. Sometimes you're just not in the mood. Sometimes you're tired. I, like I say, I didn't like Brisbane, but that was mostly because I got to Brisbane at a really bad point in my backpacking travels through Australia, mm-hmm. where I was just starting to like run out of money. Uh, I didn't quite know where I was going next. I wanted to continue going, but I also was running out of money, so I needed to get back to home base, which was Melbourne. And so Brisbane was sort of just like a stopgap, and I was just I, it was, I was drained and everything else. So I remember in Brisbane, I didn't, I was, I didn't really talk to anybody in the hostel. I did my thing. I went and I went and viewed the brewery and I did, they have like a London eye sort of thing. I did that. Wow. And I went to a museum as well. And so you're a prick. No, but that it happens like, <laughs> like I was in 51 hostels. All right. That was one time. you guys before this that i was uh i was i was gonna bring to you two truths and a lie so i got three facts for you here you guys can tell me which of them are lies which of them are true you guys are gonna have 30 seconds with each fact right. first one identical twins each have a unique smell how would you know that how how would Hey, is it true or lie? So how, how did you know that? I right, let's let's go around. Let's go around the circle. I'll say I'll say that's true. Abby? I'm gonna say that's true. I'm gonna say that's that's false because identical twins have shown to have the same fingerprints and the same DNA. Okay, scientist. So, All right, Abby. <laughs> say true. False. Yeah, but I'm sure their smell is different, like depending on what they eat and shit like that. Like, how would you know? How would you be able to measure that? How do you measure smell? You just uh, have somebody sniff it. Faucet. True. False. Jan. He's muted. All right. So we've got what? Three trues and a false. What is it? Three trues and a false. Oh, I'm gonna, I have to go through yeah, all of them first. Right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Next one. Honey spoils after 10 years. That's false. False. 
I'm gonna. Mikey was very confident on that, so I'm gonna go with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know honey lasts long, so yeah. Mikey's super confident on that, so I'll say false. Abby, you know, hold on. What's your definition of spoil, though? Is it like a solidifies? Ten years, it's crystallizes. I, I don't know. Microspores come out of it. It turns into radioactive goo. It spoils. Yeah, yeah that's false. That's false. Okay, Jan okay, Jan Uh Earthworms have five hearts. I'll say I'll true just true. because of what the... Well, since it's two truths and a lie, and I've already called one of them a lie, I'll say that's true. <laughs> yeah, the rest of... I'm with Mikey. I'm with Mikey on this one. Mikey's Googling it. No, Hands off, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he's looking at a screen. <laughs> okay, tell us what it is, Mikey. Is it true? <laughs> I didn't Google it. I was responding to a text message. Thank you. <laughs> On your computer. <laughs> What's up? You, you've never heard of iMessaging. Oh, I don't lie to us, babe. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going. All right, I'm saying no. I'm still saying it's true. I said true a long time ago. You saying it's true? I said earthworms having five hearts is true. I said that a long time. Ago. That sounds about okay. true. All right, since Mikey just googled it, that's true. I earthworms do have five hearts. That is the actual only truth in that. Honey never spoils. All Ever. Right. It's like uh, vampire. We got it. Identical. It it so I'll. I'll no, no, on, don't Google shit. No, I'm not. I'm no, not. nigga. It, it depends <laughs> on the water content. It depends on the water content. However much water content is honey, then it can spoil. If it has less than 18%, then it will tend to spoil less. But if it has more, then it'll crystallize. And that's when you get bad honey. Damn. Yeah, so good honey, we'll say. <laughs> good honey, because it's hot. I don't know who wants bad honey, but yeah. Uh, identical twins. They are actually they they have the same song. Yeah, I don't. So it wasn't two truths and a lie then. What? what? Wait a minute! What did I you just you. mess us up? Oh <laughs> my god! Yo, take the Canadian passport back. Take the Canadian passport and like pause it. Shut the fuck up for a second. <laughs> oh, I said identical twins have unique smells. You said true, false, false. So, so I asked you. I, I said to you they have identical smells. So that is a lie. Yeah, yeah. So Abby, Abby is the only one that got it right. Abby is the only one that got no, it right. Cause yeah. Abby, no, because you said no, no, no. We'll go back. <laughs> we'll go back. It's all recorded, and then we can play this after right ten Mr. years. Abby, Abby's the only one that got that. If you not, said, no, 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 no. You said you gotta wear some goofy stuff next podcast. Yeah, if, if you're I said, wrong, if I goofy said spoils. Honey spoils after ten years, and you all say, "Oh no, that's true. That's a lie. That's a lie." Okay, it's a lie. It never spoils. So there you go. That's your answer. If you say that, oh, identical twins, they have unique smells. That's a lie. They smell the same. <laughs> so that's two lies and a truth. Yeah, so you <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what I said. Two lies and a truth. What? No. <laughs>